Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. How's it going, Addison? It's going pretty good, Brad. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing good. Short week for me this week. A short week? Yeah, at least at work. It's not seven days this week? No, no, it's 12. That's so, the opposite of a short week, oh, my friend. Oh, no, so it's two days. So today and uh, tomorrow for me, or yesterday and today, for those that are listening. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow is a short week, shorter than 12 days, more than 11 days. Yeah, that adds up. Okay, good. Yeah, math checks out. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we never say that. I didn't know if we should, so I thought I'd throw it in there, just in case. I don't want people to, like, you know, get upset that we don't ever say welcome. Bienvenidos. What, what does that mean? Welcome. No. Oh. Bienvenue? Is that what you said? For our Canadian listeners. Venu? I will not acknowledge the French listeners. Just the Canadian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're going to get us in trouble. I try really hard. I, I, I know that I you do trying. my best to... Uh, to make sure that there's some form of controversy. So I want to start off this uh, conversation. Also, no, you can't. No, I, yes, I do. Welcome, I want to. Welcome our new Swedish friends. Yes! I am stoked. That was cool to see. Yeah, that is awesome. Within Thank the last you. week, we've got three uh, three new listeners in Sweden. So three that, new listeners or three cool. downloads? I'm confused. Same thing in my brain. Okay. <laughs> doesn't matter. Either way, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Also, I know you've got something important to say, so I'm going to stall as long as I can. Well, it has something to do with you. I am very excited because at the end of this month, this coming month, here August is going to start. We'll roll this out one day before August. So You're going to be a new dad. We're not going to get lucky there. No. Uh, speaking of getting lucky, no. Okay. But uh, not going to be uh, not going to be a new dad. However, we You're will get, get a haircut. One thousand downloads. Whoa! That is awesome. I didn't know that we were that close. Based on the track we're on, it's. I imagine before halfway through the month, we'll have a thousand total downloads, which I know in the grand scheme of big world podcasts is pretty crappy. Yeah. Yeah. But for us, just hanging out and having fun and all of the people that are listening and hopefully enjoying it and everybody that's emailed and sent contacts, thank you so much to everyone listening because that's awesome. Yes. And I'm already excited. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll announce when that happens. We'll throw something special up on the, uh, the Patreon page. Uh, we'll just, since we're talking about it, let's just throw the shameless plug in now for just a dollar a month. You can help support us in our cause here, help make sure that we keep the lights on and can keep running this through, uh, through the year. We're actually coming up on, uh, in a few months here to the time that we have to make a decision, whether it's worth, uh, out of pocketing the whole th- expense if we don't have, uh, any support. So if you can, if you want to, uh, or both, you know, feel free or please check out our Patreon page. Uh, and if you can, uh, you know, help us out. Just a dollar a month helps a ton uh, with uh, with regards to keeping the lights on. And now I we think can Ryan, not worry about that at the end. I think Ryan said he'd buy cake for everybody. I think so, yeah. Uh, he was going to have it promoted by someone, though. Oh. We're talking about Ryan the promoter? Yes. Yeah. So yes. Uh, well, I'm sure that Ryan. due to his plugs, he now has a whole bunch of free cake to give out. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to have my cake and eat it. Really? Sometimes I just like to throw it. Really? Sometimes Costco sheet cake. Language, dude. This is a family podcast. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to have to sit here and apologize constantly for your language. So, what were you going to say? You I'm really to say. excited to find out what people have uh, wrote in proposing. Uh, you name your GL 500. We don't have enough uh, comments yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So I thought about this this weekend because I don't want to pick whatever that garbage name you had was. Um, last Red week, Randy. For those that couldn't make it through the poor-er quality, it really wasn't that bad. Um, but it was a different kind of podcast, and that's understandable if you decided to wait till this week's podcast back to a normal cadence. But uh, what was it again? Red Randy? That's, yes. that's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> but we decided that... Uh, well, I think it's awesome. My daily, I want to hear it. I want to see it. That's fair. My Daily Ride GL500 doesn't currently have a name. Uh, so we've made it up a, uh, a contest basically that once we've got all of the, uh, the entries for y- listener submitted names, just write us in an email, 
Uh, feel free to send a message on the Facebook page, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. The 82 dark cherry red. Um, red Randy. GL 500 should be called. Anything but Red Randy, really. And uh, at the end of the month, at the end, uh, at the end of August, we'll pull from a hat a name, and it will forever be known as so. Uh, you, so you're putting a timeline on this, so I can't keep bugging you about this. I am. Because uh, yeah. you said by the time you, you're changing if, the rules, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. So when we had ten entries. <laughs> otherwise, How, however, otherwise, let's put a deadline on it. Okay. And if there's only one, if the only entry is ridiculous Randy, then so be it. <laughs> if, uh, you know, hopefully we've got something else. So yeah, if you've got a name contribution, just uh, email. If you see one of us and know us, you can just tell us. Randonator. I will trust Brad to uh, write that down and put it in the hat. End of August, we will go ahead and draw a name. The first episode of uh, of September, we'll have a new name for the bike. Okay. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what uh, comes to fruition. I'll just enter a whole bunch of names myself at this point, because it will <laughs> not be Red Randy. I said Randinator. <laughs> How about that? Is that a little bit better? No, I don't know that it is. Okay. <laughs> Susie. Was that your discussion topic today? I don't know. That's what I was bringing up. I'm a, topic. I was so excited <laughs> to hear if it was going to be Red Randy. I think Red Randy won. I can guarantee it didn't. Oh, come on. For multiple reasons. Come on. I can't guarantee it could be the name that we pull from the hat. Yeah, I, what, from the hat? Yeah. Okay. We'll do a random drawing. Okay, you can't put in an entry for your own name, though. Well, then, but you can put in Ridiculous Randy? Yeah. Anybody else could put in anything they want. Come on, come I up with your ridiculous this. names. You know how these things work. Uh, the most ridiculous name ends up being picked if you leave it to a poll. Uh, that's why I'm okay with that, because really it wouldn't be as bad as what you made up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you've made it a big deal, people are just going to pick Red Randy. Yeah, that's fair. Then the people have spoken. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Please I write in. with that yeah. uh, democratic process. <laughs> if okay. all the votes are just Red Randy, not because you put 20 of them in, but because that's really what we hear, then by all means, okay. that's what it will be. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. We'll see what happens. But I figured, yeah, let's put a timeline on it, and we'll go from there. We can then, uh, end of the month, we'll draw and, and see what we got. So on another topic, you had your the guy that bought your scooter reached out and talked to you a little bit. A little bit. About where he was. Sounds like he was having some issues. It wasn't running right. He contacted you. We were a little concerned that he was going to go down the wrong path, that it was probably something simple. He got on it the next day, and it started right up. From what he said, yeah, the next day he, uh, you know, he... Cranked it over and it fired up and he wrote about his day. I mean, this, this was, uh, a few weeks ago he was talking to me about all this and then we met up, uh, just he needed a little bit of paperwork signed. So we met up last week and he told me the rest of the story and kind of what was happening. And yeah, okay. sounds like there was no problem. He's been riding it since. He's already put a couple more tanks of gas through it. So, uh, whatever it was, he did say he replaced the plug. Upon, I mean, that's what I told him he should probably check. Is yeah. I replaced it when I bought the vehicle, but that was, you know, two years before. I don't think I rented enough to really cause a problem, but, you know, I, I probably didn't put a very expensive plug in, seeing as it's a 50cc scooter. So, yeah. you know, I told him, you know, for, for a couple of bucks, that would be probably my first thing is replace the plug and move on. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, he's not sure if that's what fixed it or not. My guess is that's it. The plug was slightly fouled, and he... uh just a fresh plug fired up and run Oh, he clean. replaced the plug though after he got it started, you said. Yeah, I can't. I don't know the actual. He didn't. Oh, fine. That was my assumption. Okay. Is that, that after he got it running, he did a little bit more maintenance on it for fun or just okay. because he knew that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know specifically what happened. Oh, no, that's fair. That's understandable. I'm just so, curious. That would be my logical solution on a, you know, on a carbureted 50cc scooter is that if it stops running, the plug got slightly fouled for one reason or another right too much fuel or play with some of the carburetor adjustments and see what you got but i don't know either way running good he's still okay. running around his friend's yeah, houses that's and good i think that's awesome that you're helping him out so, yeah that you're continuing to work with them that uh that relationship is still something that's important to you and that he's able to continue riding and it's not something that you couldn't help him with 
in some way. That's fair. I mean, that that's kind of what I told him when he was expressing how concerned to get this last of this paperwork signed. Concerned he was that I wouldn't meet up with him or help him do that. And I, uh, why wouldn't I, you know? I know there are people that sell things that they know are bad and whatever else and want to just pawn it off and run. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that that's by no means the intention on any of this. It, it is a rough scooter that ran fine mm-hmm. and, you know, needed some paperwork that I didn't want to chase. So yeah, I, I don't sold know. it cheap it's, so he could. It's one of those things that I've tried to avoid. I don't want to go through the hassle of trying to track down a title or do Agreed. Vermont title or whatever the different options that you have are. Uh, but I definitely see a lot of cars, trucks, motorcycles come up, lost title, that are at a really good price point that are tempting. But, I mean, you got to have that kind of stuff if you're going to ride around legitimately for extended durations. Sure. Well, I know, I mean, that that's kind of what I was telling him, is even if he doesn't want to deal with it anymore and has run as far as he wants to with it, I mean, I just, this week I got another con- another phone call from someone who was looking at the bike before and then, you know, for whatever reason, dropped contact, suddenly asking if it was still available again. Okay. So, you know, I, there are people, at the price point that I sold it, I gave him even a deal above what some other people were saying they were going to come with. Mm-hmm. He can make 50 bucks on the deal or for all the time he's put in so far kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's not, it's a cheap bike. Yeah. So he's not, you know, as long, as long as it stays in that price range and nobody, you know, tries to pull the wool over someone else with a fake title or something stupid to jack up the price, no one in that market is going to get screwed. It can just be a learner bike for the next, you know, 10 people sit at that price for the next five years as it just passes hands. Yeah, I don't see it dropping down too learn. much more. It's never yeah. going to be a $200 bike. I, I don't foresee it being I mean, that some, Sooner or later, someone will learn on it or get too excited that it's a scooter and jump it or do something stupid and then oh, it will be done. Sure. Someone sure. will kill it. It happens. But if you're maintaining it, regardless of what the plastics look like, it should be something that continues to live for a lot longer. And we saw some online that had twice or more the mileage yep. and were still rideable yep. and selling for a pretty good amount of money. So, I mean, none of this is super high, but I think that's part of the the, the appeal is that it's uh, entry level and simple scooter. Entry level, you know, no work required, really. I mean, I know he's done a bunch of little things that I don't know of, you know, up or down the resale value. It's just kind of work to do work. Because I think he's enjoying it, right? He's yeah. added a couple of little accessories. Sounds like he's having some trouble with some of the electrical bugs on... He's trying to customize You know, it. custom sure. custom parts, custom yeah. electrical components and things like that. And you got to figure out that, wi- that, that wiring. There's little tricks that you learn. And, and, you know, that's things that, just for the experience, it's worth the price of admission, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a lot cheaper than paying for a year's worth of school to learn wiring, to just buy parts and start fiddling until you figure out how that works. Uh, I think that you got to have a little bit of guidance. I think having, right. having somebody well, that, was, that you can consult yes. with yes. or that is around you, and even if you do it wrong the first time, they're able to coach you through how you should be doing it for the next time around, right? And that was one thing, you know, he mentioned his neighbor's pretty good with cars and was helping him out oh, a yeah, little. Sure. So. You know, so I'm not, I'm not too worried. He'll figure it out. He'll learn. He'll have fun. And if he wants to, you know, chase down all the paperwork, then he's got everything he needs to do that now. And if he doesn't want to chase down the paperwork, then he'll break even just like I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll just keep getting past, you know, down the line until either someone chases the paperwork or it finally dies 10 years from now, which is fine. So, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, but, uh, but yeah, it's not bad to keep in contact with a lot of people like that. I think that's, I, I like that part of it. I like the community of it to be able to, you know, he's a new rider. Mm-hmm. It will stay involved. I'm no problems at all responding and, you know, helping troubleshoot. If he's got some stuff he doesn't know, I'm happy, happy to bounce ideas off of it. So. Now, now I want a scooter to go into the back lot of my property and go jump. Why not? I think it'd be a blast. I knew a guy selling one. You did? Real, real well. Knew him real well. Did you really? Yep. Did I know him? Yes. That's amazing. I know. It's amazing. I think it's sold already, though. It is, yes. I know uh, a guy that, if he decides not to go for, go through the paperwork, <laughs> might be selling it in the next few months after he's gotten writing down pretty good. Yeah. So, I also know that there's a few other people still looking for that same one. So, if it shows up, it won't last too long, probably. I've got a whole bunch of lug nuts. Do you think he'd trade for some lug, lug nuts? I don't know. I'm just saying. Why do you have a whole bunch of lug nuts? I don't know. 
I'm sure this is riveting conversation for the podcast world, but why do you have a bucket of lug nuts? Uh, I don't know. I just want to get rid of them. Yeah, that's fair. That's all I know. Just take them off your vehicle, sell off the lug nuts. I just take one off of every vehicle that running. I find. You're probably missing a couple by now. I like to collect them. Okay. No, I'm being facetious. Actually, I got a, uh, in a deal with another with another guy. I bought a vehicle, and he had all these extras, and I don't even think they're for the vehicle. He just threw them in. I think he was trying to get rid of them. I don't know. Maybe he was a collector. There you go. Anyway, just something random. Right. If it comes up, I've got lug nuts. All right. If anybody needs any lug nut for any vehicle, call Brad. He's a collector. No guarantees. Very expensive lug nuts. 1-800-THE-LUG-NUT. Sure. He'll answer immediately. Okay. <laughs> How about that Xterra, man? How's that going? Uh, you know, it's uh, the uh, final diagnosis isn't um, isn't what I want it to be. But the the process has been good. It's been I kind I enjoy tearing into things and buying tools to be able to evaluate that. We talked about buying a compression tester last week. I ended up buying an OTC Deluxe. I think it was 5605 was the part number that I ended up uh, going with and was able to, once I had the timing belt back on to the uh, 3.3 liter Xterra V6, or Nissan V6 motor, I ended up uh, uh, doing a compression test on each of the cylinders. had uh, four of the six that were at or um, very close to what the max PSI is supposed to be. And then I had one that was about 10 to 20 PSI low and one that was about 40 PSI low. And so I'm going, okay, that's not a good sign. And I went through and I did this multiple times, multiple iterations, just to make sure that I was getting accurate uh, data. And so I ended up, once that was completed, uh, looked in the cylinders again with uh, boroscope, endoscope, rectoscope, whatever you want to call it, and was able to actually see the kiss marks on the top of the piston of a valve. So I've uh, been looking around, found a shop that's willing to do the work for reasonable. So at least this uh, end of this week, I'm going to be tearing into that again, pulling the heads off, pulling the timing belt. i got to pull a bunch of stuff off in order to be able to get in there and do this. Okay. But uh, that's kind of the plan right now. See how that looks. Take them in. See if uh, what he quoted over the phone is still representative, and then we'll go from there. If we find more issues than possibility of buying remand heads altogether or um could do a jdm motor swap that's still a possibility seems like a lot of work that you probably i'm already there and i still got to pull i got to do the clutch and other things anyway so it's not like i'm really adding a whole lot to it so we'll see we'll see i guess i don't know i'm leaving it open Uh, at least i'm having to dedicate funds to this so i know that i'm going to get this done just time is still an issue but on another note, the Dodge Dakota that I had sitting for a while and got registered again has been running really good. Done a few little minor maintenance items to it, and and I'm happy driving it around right now at least. It's kind of fun. Little pickup. Yeah. Pretty good amount of power. No, I enjoy a, it. It's a good truck. Yeah. You know, keep up on what leaks it's got and you'll be fine. Yeah. It'll just, run forever. It'll run forever. 260,000 miles, 260,000 miles more to go. That's right. Yes. American pickups. It'll, it'll go, go forever. forever. Yep. It is true, though. They do last quite a while. So, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at on that. Uh, wish I was spending the time and money on other projects, but that's all right. I've been able to buy tools. I love buying tools, but only when I have to. Yeah, I'm that way. Kind of yeah. got uh, got lucky that way this weekend. My uh, family heirloom air compressor. Oh, got uh, handed down this weekend. I kind of we we visited with uh, with some family this weekend and basically drove home with a with a good air compressor, which is nice because I've just got a kind of a personal use. It's not really like the pancake mobile air compressor, but it's not that much bigger. It's, sure, you know it's big enough to do a little bit more work than that, but you know not much more than than basic tools. This should be able to do basically anything I need. That's um, awesome. So excited about that. I've got to rearrange the garage a bit to. Make everything work to uh, okay. you know to the ergonomics I would want to be able to get to it and use it at a normal pace and I'd like to put it somewhere where yeah my other one I kind of store until I need it because it's a bit of a mobile device mm-hmm. this one I'd like to store somewhere even though it's on wheels somewhere more or less permanent that I can you know go switch on leave it plugged in go switch on when I need it and run 
Have you thought about putting it on a pad outside and using some sound abatement, making it more permanent for your garage? Not for the time being. I think it'll be okay. That's a big enough one that I think it'd be actually pretty cool for that. Make yeah, it quiet, make it quiet It's horizontal, indoors. so the problem is, of course, the the space claim it requires. Outside would make sense, but I don't want to want to leave it outside, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll see. Okay. We'll see what happens, but for now, it'll just be able to get some of the painting work and some other tools that I've already kind of had that don't use often because mine doesn't work well for it. It'll all be a lot more usable. So, mm-hmm. excited for that. Yeah, but I agree. It's nice to have tools and... I don't tend until right until the need comes up or the desire comes up. I don't tend to get them. So, yeah, I've kind of put it off till they're absolutely needed, and that's uh, that's allowed me to avoid uh, unnecessary investments early. Yep. So I know that I'm at least going to get my use out of it, yep, you and might then I know that, that I'm going to get more use out of it in the future. Kind of works out for me. I'd love to have a fully equipped, fully set up garage with all the tools I would ever need, but that's a rather large investment. So this is okay. Really is a big investment. I've looked at some of the, I mean, even just the fun things for onesie twosie jobs, and it's just it's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah, that dyno might cost a little bit. Dyno and the, you know, the, the mill, five axis mill, oh, and the, yeah, yeah, you know, three axis uh, a lathe, lathe, and, and yeah, you know, it's, it gets pricey, and you need a lot of sh- floor space. <sighs> we can to, we can dream. Hard to make all that work. We can but, dream. Uh, we haven't got big enough for that. Now I know earlier I sent you a video. You did. Did you have a chance to watch it? No, <laughs> I didn't know oh, you sent me Brad. a video. <laughs> I don't know if any of uh, any of our listeners listeners have seen it yet, but there's a, a YouTube. I don't know if it's a YouTube channel or just a couple of guys that call themselves this on YouTube, but the Dos Honduros. A couple of guys in uh, vintage gold wings. Okay. Doing off road courses. Oh, you talk. I we've so briefly we've talked about talked it. About I sent it. you the video so that you could come here prepared. Okay. I see you've done so, so I'm ready to, you know, we'll really dig into the nitty-gritty of it today. You can tell me all about it, and I'll question you about it. But, uh, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but, uh, really, it's a couple of guys got older. Uh, I know one of them is a GL1100. Okay. I don't know if the other one was a 1200 or also, or a 1000. Okay. You that, see these on Craigslist at similar reasonable era. prices. Yep. Yeah. Under 1500 often. Yeah. If they're in rougher condition, and I'm guessing these were to start. One of them I know was free. Okay. That he picked up, got running, and took on the trip. Um, but the, you know, the big video I sent you was for the Touratech rally up at the Washington BDR. I know we've talked about the discovery routes before. Sure. Uh, but the Touratech rally is on the BDR. So they showed up to this, did a little bit more research on, on what happened, didn't know the full story, but I guess they showed up towing a trailer, a home-built trailer that was canopy-sized, a small pickup canopy. Okay. With all their camping gear and everything they needed in there that also had a rack for a dirt bike on the back of that. Okay. So they showed up on a GL 1100 up the highway into the campsite for this rally, mm-hmm. towing a trailer full of gear and a dirt bike. Okay. And on I'm the just back to of make sure their Goldwing. On the back of the Goldwing. Yes. They, they were doing they, this. they put hitches on the Goldwings, and I don't know if they split time towing or it, well, that wasn't very clear. Sure. But they did but this. The nicer of the okay. two was definitely pictured with a trailer and a, you know, a bike on the back of that trailer, a dirt right. bike on the back. Okay. Which I can think of no better way to go dirt biking with the guys. Than hauling my dirt bike on the back of my Goldwing. We talked about this on an episode. I just I want know, to be clear that I proposed this and you are totally against it. Now it's it. even more tempting. Okay. Because somebody else did it. It wasn't just a stupid well, Brad I, idea. I don't have a Goldwing. Okay. Like, you have wings, to have a Goldwing for this. The Silver Wing's a little wanting for power beyond my own weight. Okay. Adding a 300-pound dirt bike to the back is not really ideal for a 500cc bike. Yeah, do it anyway. I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. Right? You balance the weight. Red bike. Randy could do it. Up and down the hills into Hood River would be a pull on the highway. Okay. I don't know that I want to put that much strain, but an 1100, I, I get it, and that would be super fun to just mm-hmm. show up on a freaking Goldwing with your dirt bike okay. strapped to the back. Anyway, they did the trails. Uh, the video was just a lot of, you know, Wait, wait, scenes. but they did the trails with the dirt bike or with the GL So most of them riding was filmed uh, from the dirt bike. Looked like a... A husky, uh, dirt bike on the back of the trailer. It couldn't, didn't, the picture wasn't, it was in the back of the picture, right? So okay. I couldn't quite tell what it was. White plastics. So my guess is a husky looked newer. Okay. Um, but most of the film you see is that white fender. Okay. From the camera. So when they're riding, you know, hitting jumps and whoops and bottoming out on weird rocks and whatnot. I mean, they bottom out a couple times. Okay. You can see him. Okay. Get so stuck. this is somebody that's trailing them. 
Yes. On the filming, Husqvarna, filming whatever the adventure. it is. Filming the two bikes in front of them. Now, they each have helmet or chest cams or whatever it is. You can see their bars. I mean, they've got cup holders on one of the bars where he's bringing a, a monster energy drink. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> sitting there on the handlebar. And okay. If you got a Goldwing, why not, right? They're full fairing. They did take off the stock fairings, used wind jammers. So they kind of shaved a little bit of weight, put some meteor tires on them, but otherwise basically went running on these bikes. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, their scenes, you know, they're, they're hitting whoops and jumping and catching air here and there. And they're not going, I mean, they're not hauling down the roads, right? Sure. If you're on a 701 or if you're on a good sized dirt bike, you're going to tear down these trails. Yeah. But they're also not putting along the trails. They're yeah. moving at a good clip. They're yeah. definitely putting distance down, behind, you know, putting some miles down. Faster than you'd be comfortable riding this bike. Faster than the road. average person would, yes. Okay. So, sent that to you. Uh, it's a pretty cool video. I recommend anybody look it up. Dos Honduros. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try to get a link to... Yeah, post uh, it on Patreon. Yeah. ...to a video there on the Patreon page. Um, hopefully the Dos Honduros don't get mad. I don't think they would, seeing as we're just... We would be sending more people their way, but uh, thank you. It's pretty cool. Okay, there. Uh, I'm impressed having a you know a Silverwing 500. It's it would be fun to do. I don't know that it, there's much logic in it, but the question I have is, if you're a good rider, does it matter what bike you have? I want to do it on a scooter. They make ADV scooters. They make one that has basically running boards all the way down the side, so you can put your your uh, your weight wherever you want. Really? Right. So if you're losing traction or if you're just trying to scoot over light sand, you can put your weight way back on the running boards and have all your weight on the rear tire and let that front tire just float. I want to make one. I don't think you'd be the first person. I just, I just, what could you do this with? It'd be completely ridiculous, but still have a, I think that that would be a blast. A doing, doing a BDR would be awesome. But doing it on something that is ridiculous that people just look and they laugh and they chuckle, but they're like, those guys are having a blast, would be cool. Well, I think I think a lot of that key, if you ask me, isn't necessarily being on something wrong for the job. I know that's one of the big appeals here is that, right, using a tool for a different use and yeah. still doing it right or doing yeah. it well. Um, but I think a lot of that appeal is just the idea that, you are not out a lot of money, right? You've got almost a disposable tool. Yes. Right? It's the Harbor Freight mood. Okay. That if you break the wrench, oh well, right? I need, mm-hmm. there is a rusted on 23 millimeter bolt that I am going to buy a Harbor Freight socket because if it is that bad that it snaps when I hit it with a hammer, oh well. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of the same thing. That when you have a free that you put, you know, they had to put tires and a few hundred dollars into it, I'm sure. If you got a thousand dollar gold wing, mm-hmm. I mean, who cares? Half the guys there are showing up in, you know, KTM 990s, 950s. Sure. You know, at the very least, you know, a, well, they're serious. a V-Strom 650. People are in yeah. six grand minimum okay. for all the other rigs basically there, right? Even the dirt bikes that are showing up are generally nice dirt bikes. Okay. And so, yeah, that's what's funny is, you know, then you got these guys in big old giant, you know, full fairing, full bagged, ridiculous machines that are probably worth about a grand. Okay. Right. When they start, who knows, by the end of it, I'm sure they're worth less than that. Well, if nobody knows, it's worth a grand. I did see another video of theirs that I didn't uh, didn't send you, but you can look up, of them. They just took it to a motocross park, <laughs> and they're just sending it left and right. looks so, I mean, those landings look tough. Look Jeez. like they're going to just go straight through your spine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, bags are breaking. Things are, I mean, clearly <laughs> it was after the rally, and they were like, whatever, we made it. Let's just destroy these things. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just launching it off of different whoops and the back end's just bouncing and bags are breaking in half and stuff's falling out. It, it was pretty funny. We gotta so do something. They had a good time. Yeah, I mean, doing the slacker motor ride's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But some, some sort of an event like this, the Gambler 500 is something that's popular in the Northwest. Doing some sort of a BDR. I mean, what, what could we get involved in that people could see us at? And that's maybe a question that we can talk about offline maybe other people have suggestions on things that we could get into but what, what can we do this something like that would be awesome we get to collaborate we get to work together to put something together we get to go out and have a blast people get 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 to be part of a community where other people get to be a part of what we're doing maybe even have some on-site interviews i think that'd be pretty cool no yeah no, i agree I, I like the idea of the you know the right tool for the wrong job type of event right? yeah that'd be awesome 
you know, I mean, some of the funnest things at these rallies, local rallies in town are the mini bike races and, you know, these things that are really not your typical event. Right? Sure. Everybody's watching the, you know, these gold wings go off road. You're watching mini bikes race around a, a flat track, mm-hmm. a miniature flat track, right? These aren't your normal, typical events or your normal, typical tools. I think it would be fun to set up an event that's kind of the, the right tool for the wrong job. Sure. Kind of an event. You know, and, uh, similar to, you know, moto, you know, you look at some of the super moto bikes that are basically dirt bikes with slicks and the amount of torque they have to just rip around corners and have a blast or always there on tap because you're, you know, you're on salt, small, tight tracks that yeah. don't require that extra 40 horses to, you know, you don't have a 120 mile per hour straight away. Right. So who cares if all you can do is get up to 60 quickly. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Yeah. So. I hear you. Okay. We'll think about that. If you do have suggestions, feel free to let us know. Okay. Uh, we've already mentioned earlier where you can catch us. So yeah, find us on one of those email, Facebook, wherever we yeah. don't care. As long as you're getting a hold of either Brad or myself, we will know. We'll find it. Can we do that with red Randy? Do what? I don't want one of these events. Sure. <laughs> I would be happy to donate red Randy to a right tool for the wrong job event. Okay. That would be, uh, that could be very fun. That could be. Yes. We'll see. But uh, we'll, we'll, it would have to be something pretty good. I would hate to just trash my daily just because. Okay. Well, as long as you're referring to it as Red Randy, I feel like it's a win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> At that point, then, then it would make sense for a rally like that, I guess. Terrible name for a terrible, <laughs> terrible tool for, I guess, the right tool for the wrong job. Is yeah. that, that what we keep saying? But... Uh, but, I mean, that, that that still poses that question, Brad. I mean, do you think you riding your... Uh, your bike's a good example. Okay. You don't have necessarily a street bike, but when you're going around the areas near, you know, up in the hills, over through the gorge, yeah. it's not like you're taking it easy on your knobbies. No. Right? Uh, I mean, does that... Because the bike is capable of doing that, or is that just because you know the area and you know the bike and you're a good rider? Oh, I don't know. It's probably me pushing it a little bit, but I've been riding the same bike. I don't switch off and on, and by the time I start really pushing that bike, I've been riding it for a little while. So when I first get on it first time of the year, I'm not going to push it the same that I will after a few weeks of riding it regularly. So I think it just depends, but uh, it's just a bike that I can push it at its max, and I'm not going near as quick or as hard as I would be even compared to maybe your Silverwing or like a 600 or, a, you know, a half a liter bike of some sort, right? So I think it just depends on the bike that you have and what its capabilities are. Mine seems to be doing pretty good for what it is and how long it's been in production. I mean, obviously watching that video of the the Goldwings, it's very clear that it's not the bike, but it's the rider type conversation. Sure. Right? If you've never been off-road and you try to do that, you're going to throw down your Goldwing left and right. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's just kind of the point I wanted to get across a lot was that, you know, having a bike is the important part. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in riding, having a bike is all you need. And there are bikes that are better for certain things than others. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we start talking the, I was talking to Dennis, uh, today okay. a little bit and he was, uh, he was having the conversation about the SV650 platform. Okay. Now, I, uh, we didn't really get into it, I guess, so now's as good a time as any, but a couple weeks ago, our local oh. Yamaha Suzuki dealer had a Suzuki demo day. Okay. So I had the opportunity to go and ride the new SV650X, yeah. which is their uh, kind of cafe track. I, I, should, I should read what Suzuki thinks it is. It's more important what you think it is. But, uh, but yeah, it felt very much more, I know, I think they're considering it kind of their cafe Suzuki, their SV650, What's it feel like but it when felt more it? track- ergonomics okay it was uh with the clip-ons on it they were really far forward i was really far over the tank and my arms were stretched out pretty good to where you know when you're cornering hard mm-hmm. it's a lot of confidence because that triangle was right in the center of gravity a little bit forward where you know where i can get on it and i don't feel like it's going to get away from me there was sure. enough weight still on the rear tire but there wasn't you know all my weight on the back to where it felt like it was going to lift up and, and disappear as long as I was on it. So, uh, you know, riding wise, the ride, the riding experience was really cool. That 650 engine, um, you know, get getting more into the generic conversation I'm having about the XC650 platform. 
the 650 engine has, you know, plenty of torque. It's a 90 degree V twin. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got plenty of torque. It's got an awesome sound to it. It's got a pretty good rev range. It's top speed, you know, top, top RPM, uh, is pretty good. There's really nothing bad to say about that engine. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm sure, why they've got that same platform running in the SV650, the SV650X, which is a much more racing-oriented. Mm-hmm. They've got the SV650S, which is kind of the sport version. They've got the V-Strom 650, which is the same platform. I mean, they've got that bike running in a track bike, a street sport bike, a naked bike, a adventure bike. Right, That same engine transmission heart. Mm-hmm. And frame, basically. Is it? That was my question. Very is, similar. Is that shared between a lot There's of them? Not, I think the frame changes as you move on to the, uh, the V-Strom. Yeah, I can see that. But the base cradle and center of gravity and the ergonomics of it really don't. Right. Um, so it's, you know, that, that platform, you're looking at just a 650. It's not, you know, the, the horsepower and torque numbers are really nothing to write home about. Yeah. On paper, it's just... A good mid-sized bike. Yeah. But it's just such a versatile, well-balanced, you know, torquey. All of those little things that don't necessarily show up on paper, but that are fun about a bike, are all there. Okay. So it kind of checks off at least the basic box for every little thing you'd want on a motorcycle. What about, okay, what about as a platform for any of those, you know, looking at, let's just say the SV... Uh, 650. Is it a chassis frame setup that would get you excited for a custom build? Because for me, I, I not that I don't like it, and I like some of the more tubular frame uh, styling. It's that section right behind the front tire, for whatever reason, being open, and it's just how it's mounted. For me, for whatever reason, kind of turns me off about that as far as doing a custom. Yeah, my issue isn't necessarily the look of the frame. You can attach, add, change fairings and covers and different things that never existed or alterations of the stock or just removed pieces, right? You can play with everything except the frame and engine for just your basic custom builds mm-hmm. as much as you want. My my true issue with the SV650 line is the fit and finish. Okay. It is a very affordable bike for what it is. In that sure. middleweight class, it's pretty much on the bottom of the barrel price-wise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's good and bad because it's an attainable price range. If you wanted a new 650, you can get one at a pretty minimal price. But the fit and finish to get it to that price is pretty low. There's pretty Okay, renowned... so elaborate on what you mean by fit and finish. The, it's pretty common for those bikes after a single winter to start rusting enough that it's noticeable. Okay, so what, the fasteners? The pipes, the fasteners, any unpainted quote-unquote, coated surfaces that aren't paint. So they're not nickel-plated, or what's the... So they are, but it's a cheap plating. Okay. You know, it's it's low-cost solutions Okay. to help get the get the price down, right? To get the bike out the door at the best value for your money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can replace fasteners. You can replace pipes with an aftermarket kit. These things aren't, like, end game changers. Sure. Right? Your pipe starts rusting. Your fasteners look a little crummy. How right. do the fairings line the, up? Do the aluminum starts out? to oxidize and get a little little hazy and white. Okay. It's not the end of the world because, you know, you can polish out the aluminum, you can replace your fasteners, and you can go ahead and throw on a new pipe. And you can fix yeah. those with just aftermarket parts. What about the plastics? Do they line up correctly? Are they nice and clean? Gaps between the X was really pretty. Okay. I don't think they're, you know, outside of the X, truth be told, I, I'm not a big fan of the styling sure. on the 650 line. I think it's all a little basic. Yeah. Um, Minimalistic or basic? I would go basic. There's Because there are fairings. There are the components that, that should be there to help with wind protection, rain protection, mm-hmm. aerodynamics. It's all there. It's just it doesn't look like there was a lot of extra money or any extra money put into making it look special. Okay. Now, the X is, I mean, it's $1,000 more than the average 650 Sport. So you pay for it. Mm-hmm. But... It's fit and finished with a little mini fairing up front and all the little side covers. It looked at that point like they added custom molded pieces to make it look faster than it is. Okay. And it, it gives to that feel, right? When I was riding it, it felt like a track bike. 
because Mostly it looks because of your position because of the position and it gives that perception you look at it and you think that bike looks fast yeah you know it's similar to pipes right sure. on a bike often when you put a slip on on you're not really gaining anything mm-hmm. and i apologize to anyone who wants to argue otherwise you're gaining fractions of a horsepower but the sound and the smiles per mile because of that sound go way up now, you're assuming that you're doing exhaust without doing anything else sure. than that. I mean, it's super common to just throw a slip on and then a fuel tune, right? A basic level, you know, uh, not a dyno tune, but a basic level chip Okay. to help, you know, remap for that exhaust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe a K&N filter. And you're going to gain a couple of horses. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's nothing. But the average bike you're doing that to is sitting in the 50 horsepower range. So gaining two or three more really isn't. You know, there's nothing to write home about. Okay. Right? You're not you're not taking a bike from 50 to 80 horses, right? So you're getting a 5% increase. Now, what did you get, do you Maybe. think, on your uh, Triumph? Rear wheel, it was probably five horses at okay. most. And that was full intake, changing the runners, right? The, you know, new, new, new filter, new tune, and exhaust. Okay. I don't think it was a ton. But the sound it made was worlds different and made it sound and feel. Oh, yes. Yes. The seat of the pants feel of how fast it was all of a sudden, it felt 10 times faster, mm-hmm. right? This felt like not double the horsepower, but suddenly a bike that was a sleeper and kind of quiet and, you know, sat in the corner quietly at the party yeah. became the life of the party. Okay. Right? You did get a lot of comments. and. On the exhaust yeah. and how people loved riding behind you and sure. listening to you as they were cruising through the corners I, or whatever. I, the pipes and the tune on that, I, I thoroughly loved. I yeah. thought every bit of that was exactly what I wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's similar with that, that 650S or X, right? Cause it, you know, it looks on paper, it's the exact same bike as the XV650S. Yeah. There was no change at all. Between same forks, same rake. It's a little bit thinner because the fairings are different. Sure. And the, the, the bars are shorter, right? Mm-hmm. They're not quite as wide. But otherwise, it's the same exact bike. But because of the ergonomics and because of the style of it, you feel like you're faster. Sure. Therefore, you ride it faster, right? Mm-hmm. The smile factor is there. So that's what you're paying for. It's a little bit better, a little cleaner look, in my opinion. And then the ergonomics that make it feel funner. Yeah. Could you just buy a 650S, buy some clip-ons, and do most of that yourself? Probably. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that that's a necessary adjustment, but it's all factory. Comes with factory warranty. Right now, they're doing awesome, um, you know, awesome low interest deals on purchasing one. So, you know, if you want the new one, then why would you buy a 650s and drop about the same money and time to do it yourself and probably not have the same clean finish? Okay. But if you're buying used, right, you can get a used 650s and do what you want with it. One could argue that you could increase the finish, though. Yeah. If, if you, if you didn't want it to look like that, I will say that it's a pretty bike. Yeah. I was impressed. I okay. saw it and thought, that's a cool bike. But the fact that you got on it with minimal wait time suggests that people were more excited about getting on the Jixxers regardless. Yeah, I don't think Suzuki's market, for the same reason they run the bottom-of-the-barrel pricing, their market isn't fancy bikes. Yeah. Their market isn't, you know, an SV650 that now costs the same as an FZ09. Mm-hmm. Right? If people wanted the extra 20 horses... And people wanted the you know, the triple engine, then they're going to go with the FZ09. Sure, they're not going to pay an extra thousand dollars for a 650 that looks more like one, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to. I mean, that that's where I got with it. Is it's still, I think the market for Suzuki, even their dirt bikes, their trail bikes, their dual sports, is a you get the tool you need for the job and mm-hmm. none of the extras. I think that is their market. Okay, the V-Strom is a pretty basic adventure bike, does the job. The new 1000s look a lot prettier than they used to. I actually like the new SV, or yeah, the, not SV, but the uh, V-Strom 1000s. Okay. DL 1000s, a good looking bike. Now, I know that's one that you wanted to get on, but you didn't have time. I didn't have time. They were taking lunch right after we finished, which was an hour beyond the normal wait. Sure. I bailed. But, uh. We had Noisy noisy Dave got on a 650. The DL650, the V-Strom 650. Okay, and he said he he really liked it. He liked it, and that would be the same exact power plant I was on. Yeah, sure, that's what you're saying earlier. Yeah, which is, you know, and that's, I guess, going to the rider versus machine. I I think it just goes to show that, and Suzuki's done a great job with it, uh, is that, you know, it doesn't matter what you ride. If you're good at riding, and if you enjoy riding, and you want to do something with your bike, Mm -hmm. do it. I mean, Triumph Scrambler was a great example of that, too. 
that it was built to be a quote unquote off road machine. Yeah. And in honesty, I mean, it did okay. It did better than the, I've had the 500 on gravel roads and it is a nightmare. Okay. That thing wants to just walk. Granted, I'm sure the tires that are on it aren't yeah, helping. Yeah, that's any. not helping. White walls weren't made to go down gravel roads at 40 really? miles an hour. Oh. Um, but it was a fun. It sure. was a great adrenaline rush, and I was glad to be done when I got through the you know the three mile section because mm-hmm. I was pretty tired. Yeah, uh, the adrenaline was high the whole time trying to keep that thing on you know on two wheels, but uh, you know but the scramble itself did fine. That sure. thing would tear up and down. You wouldn't you know you're not going to compete on the track or you're not going to do crazy single track. But if you want to go do the back road discovery route, it would do it. Yeah, and even with my ninety ten, my basically street oriented tires I put on it. The ergonomics of that bike were very comfortable to just stand up and go off road. Sure. Whereas you know other bikes are you know you can you can change a few things to make them better. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever you got, you can do it right. Mm-hmm. And if you want to take your bike and put slicks on it, you could go run the track on yeah. your KLR two fifty. Just got to find tires. That's sure. the issue with it. But yes. But they make, you know, less knobby knobbies that would work fine on the track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. You know, you, you could find something that's suitable. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the ideal. Your bike is not a track bike. No. Nothing you do to it is going to make it beat out, you know, a CBR 1000. There's but it'd nothing be a blast. You can do. But it's you'll still be a have blast. fun. Yeah. If you want to take it on the track, it's probably just a set of tires. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Maybe fresh brakes, right? Yeah. But that's just maintenance anyway. And put it back together. Uh, there are other things on your bike specifically, but what I'm saying, the yes. KLR250, right? Yeah. If I want to take my, you know, GL500 off road, mm-hmm. take off the bags, take off the fairing, put some knobbies on it, and it would do much better. That's fair, right? If I want to take it on the track, still shave all that weight just like you would off road, but now put you know slick slicks on it and much more racing oriented track tires on it, and go do that. But you could actually, can you? Did this SV650 come with, uh, or can you get it with uh, spoked wheels? The SV not factory. Because I know that Noisy Dave rode the V-Strom, the V-Strom but it can. did not have the spoke wheels now, on the one that he rode. I don't know about the 650. I know the GL you can get, or sorry, the GL, the, the DL, which is the 1000, DL1000, uh, you can get one way or the other. Right. They make a well. No, he's, uh, Dave was I, saying that you could do the same with. the I 650. think the 650. They make it's the, just not the one that he was able to ride. Triumph does the same thing. The Tigers, yeah. you can get the XR or the XT. Right? There's the road or there's the track. But I imagine because they use a similar platform, right. that wheels may be interchangeable, or sure. you could find some sure. for it. Yes. Yeah. Well, even I mean, there are very minimal changes required to create a spoked wheel for my GL 500. It's a little bit more complicated in your regard. It's actually not bad. Is it really? It's not bad. The hubs are very easily, you can pull the whole hub, cut the current wheel out of it, and make it fit into an outer ring. Because a spoked wheel is what? An inner hub Yeah. that you can have made machine. There's tons of custom options. Okay, that's And an fair. outer ring, and all you got to do is just screw in your, your spokes and cut off the excess, right? Okay, that's That's really fair. all it is. Yeah. So for mine, it's actually a pretty simple change, and a lot of people have done it. Or even that rear hub that is shaft drive. Yeah. The people have bought the outer ring that they want mm-hmm. and cut out the inners, clean it up a little bit, and drill spots for your spokes. Okay. In fact, I don't even think you drill. I think they make a kit that bolts right on where the uh, the old inner because the inners are, yeah, it's a weird wheel on those. That's interesting. So it's not that hard to okay. get spokes on my bike. Well, what did Hot Tub Daryl think of the, the Jixer 1000? I think he enjoyed it. He didn't seem interested in buying one. Well, so he's got his track bike, his RZ350. He's got a two-stroke 350, which is the coolest idea of a track bike I think you can get. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And I I think a lot of it is the money required for a Jixxer 1000. It's not not necessarily a free bike, right? No. It's not the most expensive leader bike you can get, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not the cheapest bike you could have bought either. As far as leader bikes are concerned, for a new bike, it. it'd be on the lower end of the cost yeah. from Suzuki, right? So if entry level, if you wanted to get a new bike, rig it up for being on a track, it would be one of the ones on your list for potentially. If you were purchasing. looking new, if you wanted low cost new track bike, yeah, right. I think they're uh, they're they're relatively affordable as they sit. Right. Uh, they're pretty common too. the The market's good for aftermarket support and. 
it's a common track bike, both for racing or just track days. So, you know, there's plenty of support to get the right parts and fairings and replacement, you know, track pieces for it that wouldn't be so bad. So, you know, it's a good bike, but he didn't seem, he seemed to have fun. I think he went for the, uh, the experience of the ride, not necessarily with any interest of buying anything there in any near future situation. I have to say, I have been tempted. I've seen, well, and it's not going to happen anytime soon, but I've seen some of these SV650s on OfferUp and other platforms going for a couple thousand dollars for 20 to 30,000 miles, maybe been laid down, some scratches on the fairings. I wouldn't really care about that if I was going to use it as a track bike. Now, I've also seen track bikes that have been used that are now selling for that same price range and have kind of been set up, but they've been ridden pretty hard if they're going to be... Yeah. If I'm going to be taking on something like that, and I want to actually put the time into rebuilding, restoring, whatever the case is, for the tracks. Well, that's, more. you know, I kind of mentioned it earlier that I was talking to Dennis today, and that, that was kind of what he was saying. He's got a buddy that he rides dirt with, and I believe track with as well. Uh, and that's, one of his buddies has a number of bikes, and he apparently was telling Dennis that his favorite bikes in the garage are the SV650s. Really? I don't know if he's got one more than one or what, but that is his platform of choice. For a bike, because Dennis it's just a jack right of all trades. Okay. Not Dennis, but his buddy. That, that No, no, I was just going to ask, is Den- did Dennis state why that was? Yeah, and yeah. it's because of the, the nature of the 650 engine, that it is very well balanced. Mm-hmm. It's a low CG, so it's handling, right? You, to your point, the used market for SV650s is relatively affordable. Yeah. Until this, the, until this episode goes out and everybody finds out that they're affordable and then buys them up and pulls the market up. Yeah, you don't see them very long but, on, uh, on those platforms. Really, you don't. You, you don't. see a few and then they, they but go there's a lot quickly. out there too. Yeah. Because they're affordable to buy new. So they, as yeah. new bikes went, they sold a lot of them. Yeah. And they still do sell a lot of them. Um, and we know a guy who tr- commutes on it regularly to yep. our work. And loves his bike. And he'll, he'll go on 1,000-mile daily rides on it. And it's got a lot of miles already. Yeah. Do you know how many mile, miles it has? I don't. It's upwards of 80. That's 000. amazing. That's cool. But anyway. He's that, had it down a couple times. It. And, I mean, that thing's been through. It's had a life. Yeah. You know, it's had more of a life than many bikes that get scrapped. So. Yeah. It speaks volumes to the dependability, but potentially, yes. of that bike. So that's what we're saying is the platform is very friendly. It's uh, easy to maintain. Doesn't require a lot of work. Well balanced. Uh, maintenance isn't overly expensive, but it is reliable. Uh, you've got, you know, it's well balanced to where if you get, you know, a similar priced in the used market, one th- you know, an FZ01 or a, a Hornet 919. Oh, yeah. These bikes that are, you know, 300 cc's larger. Mm-hmm. When you hit the corners, if you know how to ride, you can outride all those bikes on the 650 because it's weighted so well. Sure. That they corner beautifully. The V-Twin sounds awesome. You lose that in the four cylinders. I can kind of lose that. a lot of that character that now it just buzzes like every other four-banger. Mm-hmm. But the twin just has a good growl to it. The low-end torque is a riot, stoplight to stoplight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really the best, you know, if you're going to do track days, it's not going to be the best bike you could get. But there's an entire class of racing, basically, built around the SV650. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they've got class, and I can't remember the name of the class, I'm sure... You've got listeners that are yelling at us right now, but, uh, well, they will be, that's but, fair. but, uh, you know, there's, there's an entire class built around the 650 because it's such a versatile, low cost track bike. Sure. So if you want to get a 650 and go racing, mm-hmm. there's classes to join ready to go that you will be competitive just like everyone else with the 650. Yeah. So it becomes right rider skill that wins those races, a little bit of upgrades here and there, but otherwise you got to be a good rider. Um, you know, the bike itself just can do so much. Hence the reason that same platform goes off-road, right? You've got to yeah. be well-balanced to be able to go second gear, third gear down a gravel road with loose gravel mm-hmm. and feel confident on that bike. It sure. cannot be bucking and kicking and sliding because its weight is off. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, it's not a bad choice. It's something that's always been floating around when I'm searching these, these used platforms to understand where I could uh, where I could get a bike. Or what I could get a low-cost bike for, for more touring and, and track day type situation. Yeah. And it's definitely on the short list just because of its low-cost versatility. That it is a bike, having, rid, having ridden one now and, uh, you know, understanding that seat-of-the-pants feel. Because that's, mm-hmm. we've talked about this a hundred times. Go do a demo day. Because until you've felt it, paper doesn't mean jack. Yeah. But the numbers on paper don't mean jack. So go feel it. See if it's something you like. I will say it was fun. Yeah. 
It, would it be the bike that I would never want more out of? No. Mm-hmm. I rung it out a couple times on that, full throttle. Okay. It definitely doesn't leave me with uh, I could never use all of the bike that it is. Mm-hmm. But at full throttle, it definitely, you know, made me get off of it somewhat quickly. Okay. I wouldn't just, you know, especially going through the corners we were going through, I wouldn't just ring it out constantly. Okay. In comparison to some of the other demo days that you've gone to, so I didn't get to go on this one. How did it compare? The demo day itself or the bike? Uh, the demo day. The, the, okay, so the course that they took you on. The, so the bike itself, I still like the XSR 900. Just going to put that plug out there. Okay, I hadn't asked you that, but it would have been a question. I understand, but I, it just it wasn't the same bike. Granted, it's a couple thousand dollars cheaper, so there's, right. there's value there. Right? Almost $3,000 cheaper. Yes. So there's value in that. Mm-hmm. But that XSR was just a freaking riot. Mm-hmm. Um. But the ride itself was great. Out here, we're we're kind of in the Gresham area, and they took us out basically through the old highway, okay. up, up into near highway. Corbett, yeah, and back wrapping around and back across the bridge uh, into Troutdale, and it, it was a good you know fifteen minute ride. It wasn't crazy long, wasn't crazy short, okay, but it was very twisty. A lot of opportunities to really open it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was just in the early, just before lunchtime where. There wasn't a million cars yet from rush hour or anything. Right, right. Some elevation changes. Elevation. So you got to feel how it pulled. Yep. Yeah. It was a good ride. It good. was it was a lot of fun. Um, I got lucky, uh, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was kind of blowing through a stop sign. The Jeep was coming down the hill, and I saw it coming and decided to let it go because it didn't have a stop sign. And although mm-hmm. it was slowing down, we did not have the right of way, and I didn't want to get hit in somebody else's bike or freak out the dude behind me. That was my bigger concern is I know I could shoot the gap. Yeah. But the three guys behind me that maybe don't ride as much, because mm-hmm. there were a couple of noobs yeah. in our group, I'm sure I could tell, were struggling to get going from stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want them to go slam, you know, get hit by the Jeep because, or fall over because they lock up the brakes and, you know. So I stopped at the stop sign, which was awesome because suddenly I'm, you know, 110 yards behind the guys in front of me that just shot it. Yeah. And I was able to, with Daryl next to me and the Jixer 1000, was able to just full throttle through first, second, and third. Yeah. And caught up very quickly. And I was like, and that's where I realized, you know, that 650 engine, it's not, you're right. Could I have gotten there quicker and been still okay with my skills? Yes. Could it have mm-hmm. been more powerful? Yes. Was it a friggin' riot? Absolutely. It was right. still fun. Yeah. It definitely put a huge smile on my face and would be the kind of power that you don't often get to use. Sure. Right. Yeah, because they don't like you kind of doing the rubber band effect where you Correct. fall back and rip it and fall back However, and rip it. similar to the Yamaha demo, the Yamaha demo, the leaders were awesome and would slow up to a corner and then rocket through the corner. Oh. And that's okay. how the leaders would do it. They would keep exactly on the speed limit and then power through the corner to, you know, what would seemingly be, whether it's true or not, I, I refuse to incriminate anybody, but what would seemingly be a good 20 over the speed limit by the time you got through the corner. Yeah. Right? That may or may not be true. It is, but I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Okay. But at the same point, it showed me that's why I fell in love with the XSR 900, is I got to feel it rocket through a corner. Yeah, that's important. Um, and so, you know, accelerate through the corner like you're supposed to. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the right way to ride. So, uh, you know, you got to do that. This was the same kind of thing, where they were really bunching everyone up, and then the leader would just rip through the corner, mm-hmm. and everybody, you know, a couple of guys would try, and then I would kind of hesitate back, because I could see that that's what the leader did, so I knew, okay, he's... Shown the example, we can do this. Yes. Right? And if the guy in front of me didn't have those that confidence, which he didn't, I would let him just catch up slowly while I then rocketed through the second half of the corner. <laughs> you know, feeling... Yeah. But I wanted to feel the pull through the corner. Yeah. And have that fun. Yeah. And uh, the 650 has it. It's got okay. enough to be a fun bike. It is definitely not a slouch. Okay, it but makes the riding position on that slow. one wasn't uh, sufficient... Or wasn't uh, optimum for you to be able to do more than... Uh, quick commute to work or through the twisties the entire time my gl 500 stoplight to stoplight isn't uh you know crazy powerhouse but it's enough to have fun and smile yeah and enjoy you know once you hit 70 miles per hour you start to lose out and that's my next bike if i'm going to get a more powerful bike is going to be something that is more suited for touring i'm happy to daily on that gl forever okay there's really no point in my commute that i need to go more than 70 right could I use it here and there down 14 because I need to pass someone or because traffic's just moving faster? Yeah. Maybe. Well, this is why I think but more I'm also so not than Red Randy that the Gladiator is going to be awesome for I that. agree. Shave a little bit of weight. 
Right, because you don't need a bag or – I mean, it's nice to have some space yep. for things if you're doing some commuting or parts running or something like that. But to the same point, it's not really uh, it's not really set up for what you're saying it's ideal for. Sure. Yeah, so no, the Gladiator is going to be awesome. And, you know, you're going through Canada or places – or Oregon where the top speed is 55. Well, it's 65 in a lot of places It's a great now. touring bike. And that's fine. Yeah. It'll hit 70 and cruise yeah. all day at 70. Okay, sure. You hit Idaho and suddenly the speed limit goes to 85. Yeah. I cannot cruise at 90 on that bike. Okay. I will run it to the ground. It will not do it. Sure. It feels like it's going to rattle itself to death. Yeah. You know, and I hear that the 650 is a little better. The transmission on it makes all the difference there. Okay. It um, is a little bit different. That's one of the changes that they made yep. between the 500 but and the 650. at the same point, it's just, it's not... For my annual tour, or if I want to do more of that, I used to do a lot more touring on the Scrambler, mm-hmm. even just solo touring, because, quite frankly, if I wanted to go 100, not that I would ever do that, because that's illegal. Yeah, you would never do it that. It could. Okay. Right? Yeah. If I want to rock it to the beach, mm-hmm. and just have a quick shot to the beach on a weekend ride, because I've got some time away, and I can have that fun, and the kids are doing something else, or whatever else, mm-hmm. I could just do that and come back, and it was just me having as much fun on each road as I could. Sure. This one, you know, once you're on the freeway, you're kind of just going to go freeway speed. Yeah. Everything on the back roads is still a blast and a riot, yeah. and the twisties are still a riot. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get the freeway, the, the the smiles on the freeway drop pretty quickly. Oh, it's like on my KLR, but even worse. I'd say my, my KLR, yep. sorry, is is even worse. Yes, so same idea. Where, you know, back roads going back and forth, a motorcycle is a motorcycle. Yeah. But if I want to go do a multi-day tour or even just an all-day tour... Mm-hmm. It just isn't quite there. I mean, we did that trip down to uh, down to Silver Falls last sure. year. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of my last hurrah mm-hmm. on the uh, the Scrambler, and that was a riot. And yeah. it was fun to just kind of rock it out of a lot of that. And I know that sometimes Dave was frustrated because I was gone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, you were back there, and it was moments that we knew we'd all catch up. And it's not like we left the, anyone. The, in the only dust. times that it felt like I was falling a little bit behind is on the long hills where we were trying to cruise it. 70 and my bike wanted to kind of climb the hill at 60 65 sure. but i would catch up as soon as we got yep. into the corners and well and the, and then the other time was through the fields when we were uh trying to pass yes. some some cars and i just didn't have the the power to be able to rip around and it somebody. is fun right. it is fun on a sweeping corner on a that you can pass on because you can right you can see the whole corner through a field sure it is fun to just rip it through that sweeping corner at a good pace yeah and you don't, right, there's my bike, my current bike can't really do that. Yeah. You can do it enough that it's still acceptable. I said to wait for definitely. a more opportune time for me. Yep. And it wasn't a big deal. I caught up to you guys, not a problem. But I would say that that was, those are the areas where the smaller bikes yep. have more of a, of a, of a struggle is in those high speed or instant acceleration. When you're already moving. Yes. Right. Your bike zero to 30 has plenty of get up. Oh, sure. It'll yeah. go. It'll pass anybody, right? Mm-hmm. If you're at a stoplight and just need to get ahead of the guy in front of you, or yeah, it's a, right, no problems. The lane's going to end. You can beat every car. Yeah, right. And that's you know, 500 is the same way. But mm-hmm. yeah, once you're already going 60, it's hard to get ripping pa- much faster. That's actually not true. The G- that's the problem with the 500 is the transmission problem. Oh, is the GL 500 has the power. You're in the right rev range that it just it will keep pulling. Right. But once you hit about 70, that transmission gets a little frustrated and starts to shake. Okay. It gets a bit of a shimmy to it that it just isn't right. Interesting. Jimmy. Why do you know shimmy, Jimmy? Jimmy. I don't know. Uh, you haven't seen GMC Jimmy? See. My wife will appreciate that joke. I say it all the time. Is she going to listen? She always listens. Sorry, Kelly. Well, <laughs> sorry. I'm sure I have multiple reasons to be sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and that's the problem with the GL is it has, at 500, it has the power to keep having fun. Sure. But the packaging of that 500 in a smaller bike that it is doesn't have the transmission. A sixth gear, that bike would continue to be a riot. Mm-hmm. But it's only packaged for five. So here I am at 70, basically pushing the gears to a hot speed. Any yeah. faster than that, I can actually, above 70, can see the temp gauge jump a notch. Okay. So where I know, I mean, it's very apparent in how it wants to run that 70 is where it wants to sit. Higher sure. than that, I am pushing it. Okay. And it will very clearly tell me. Interesting. Who makes cake when you can have brownies? I like pie. No, come on. Are you kidding? I love pie. Pie is a way to trick kids into eating fruit. I love pie. This is an existential comments that I've had many times, and this is the first time it's going out to the air where the whole world can either know how genius or crazy I am. Okay. But pie is just a way to trick kids into eating their fruit. 
Okay. And it's not a dessert. And pie is a wonderful breakfast. You've got some interesting theories. I mean, like Christmas trees, oh, pumpkins. We are over an hour into this. This sounds like a great topic for next week. I don't think we have time to go through my theories. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. We, the holiday special. Well, that that's great. Halloween. We're going to do this as a Halloween. We, we will have a Halloween special. Fourth of July. We've missed that one. Fourth of July. Because you tied we, it we into talked. it. Oh, speaking you, of, another shout out to Kurt for a great Fourth of July. Yeah. He was listening. He was so excited that we mentioned him, so. Here's another one. Okay. <laughs> just, just for fun. Uh, he, he sent me a message and let me know he was excited. He, he, he got a shout out and of course he should. The 4th of July was the greatest 4th of July in the entire Northwest. I guarantee it. Oh, I bet. Best fireworks show in town. It's like Barnum and Bailey's, but for fireworks. Barnum greatest and show on earth. Oh, come on, man. You know what I'm talking about. No, I, right. I know nothing. We should have ended two minutes ago when we talked about it because we are clearly digressing. We are. But we appreciate everyone that's listening. Yes, we do. Thank you very we, much. We uh, we love it. This is super fun. It's fun to watch. You know, new new country. Those in new countries start joining. Yes, that's super exciting for us. I know it's just us looking at a map and seeing. You know, we we've got a little our our track or not our tracking app, but our uh, metadata tracker. Our metadata. Yep, is because that's just, now we're getting nerdy, but oh, it sorry. shows us based on IP address. It pops up where people are listening from and doesn't give us much other than the entire country of where it's listening. It could be somebody traveling the world that listens to us. That would be even cooler. That would be. If, if you do, start hitting up the really big countries because the map just glows. Yes. You know, it's fun when it's all kinds of big countries. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no. And If there's anything you want us to talk about on the air, man, seriously, uh, hit us up. We'd, li- we'd like to have new topics and things that are relevant for our listeners. So if there's something that we've done in the past that has hit home and you want more of that, then definitely uh, send us an email uh, so we can keep uh, catering to our customers and being part of the community. And customers. Customers. Oh. Yes. Well, the, anyway. Yes. I'm going to call you out on that one. That's weird. That is weird? Yeah, I think it's just people that are listening. Listeners. Listeners. listeners First time caller, long time listener. Okay. We never created customer requirements, so that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.